I'll do it for you. Hello, I'm John Rossi. I'm a touring drummer with a passion for animal conservation. When I'm on the road, I spend as much time as possible visiting zoos, aquariums, and conservation organizations. Now, I want to share those places with you. I'll be talking to keepers, vets, conservationists, anyone who can help me in my mission of connecting my people to animals through their people. Join me on my raw safari. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another panda-centric episode of the Rasafari Podcast. So uh, this is the one, y'all. This is the episode that launched the episode and the video and all the things that went viral. Uh, I know I put that episode out first. Um, You know, obviously I'm talking about me drumming with Emily the Elephant at Buttonwood Park Zoo. Uh, But this was the moment of its inception. And, you know, I think it's kind of funny. When I scheduled stuff with Buttonwood Park, I was very clear that I was hoping to include the Red Pandas, Jacob and Marie, on an episode. And and that's this episode. And uh, my contact person there, Sarah, who you will also hear on this episode, um, was incredible about it and was like, yeah, totally. We can go and hang out with the pandas and you can interview one of their keepers and and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was going to be the best part of the whole thing. And of course, it was while I was doing the panda interview, as you will hear here, uh, that I first learned about elephants drumming at Buttonwood Park Zoo, and uh, that whole thing launched. It's it's still going crazy. We're over forty million views between the uh, the two main videos, um, and I just I just I can't believe that all of that stemmed from this something completely different and and really just an excuse for me to meet and hang out with and I mean uh, <clears throat> excuse me educate my audience about uh, more red pandas. So yeah, I, I'm excited to share this one. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so you may remember from my episode with uh, Emily, but in case you don't. Um, I had some interviews set up at Buttonwood Park Zoo, and I was driving there when I found out that uh, most of the people I was going to interview uh, were sick or had family emergencies. You know, these things happen. And so uh, I I asked Sarah if I could still come, and I literally thought I was just going to, like, not do any interviews and maybe hang out with pandas for a minute or maybe just hang out at the zoo. It's never a bad day to just hang out at the zoo. Um, and in the hour that it took me to, to get there from that moment, uh, Sarah had gone through and set up a bunch of interviews for me and I ended up having this crazy, awesome day, but it was so unexpected that I literally just kind of whipped out my iPhone and recorded stuff. And so, yeah, this is, this is one of those episodes where we're behind the scenes and on exhibit the entire time. We're recording on an iPhone. You're going to get to hear some activity, some uh, some things happen. We may paint with pandas a little bit, uh, maybe some feeding going on, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's it's just, I know y'all love it when we can be with the animals for these episodes. And this entire episode is that. So I'm, I'm really, really just happy to have this one out there. You know, this is in America. This is the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, I am wildly thankful that I get to do these kinds of things. So yeah, it's, it's that, that timed out pretty well. Totally didn't do that on purpose, but I'll run with it. 
All right. So uh, before we get to the interview, I want to remind you all to make sure that you hit subscribe. Also, it's been a while. If y'all don't mind going onto whatever podcast app you listen on and giving the show a five-star rating, that would be awesome. And if you could take even just 30 seconds to write a quick little review, it really helps people find this podcast, okay? So if you want to help Rossafari grow, that is the easiest way to do that. Leave me a rating, leave me a review, and uh, you're, you're helping, and that's cool. And I read all of them, and they mean a lot to me. They really do. Well, not the one that was like a bot, but all of the actual human ones totally mean a lot to me, and I'm, I'm super appreciative. Uh, yeah, so if you could take the time to do that, that'd be cool. Another way you can support the pod is by going to patreon.com slash Rossafari. For as little as $3 a month, you can support the podcast and get bonus audio from some of the episodes and good stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you're willing, I'm, I'm I'm open to it. I'd love to see you over there. It'd be cool. Um, and all right, so let's talk about the interview. I am bringing you today my interview with a red panda keeper named Steph Duret Medirius. And let me tell y'all, if you think I'm passionate about red pandas, wait until you hear her excitement. We're going to be talking about the two pandas that live at Buttonwood Park Zoo, Jacob and Marie, but a lot of you who like pandas may remember that Jacob and Marie had a cub that is no longer at Buttonwood Park Zoo, but you'll get to find out a little bit about where Kodo went and hear a whole lot about what Kodo's early life at Buttonwood Park was like. There are some really cool red panda rearing moment stories in this episode, and uh, I'm even though I didn't get to you know meet Kodo on this one, it was really really cool to learn more about her, her personality, and how Jacob and Marie functioned as parents. It's it's pretty pretty exciting. So uh, you have all of that to look forward to as soon as I shut up. So I'm going to do that, and without further ado, here is my interview with Steph. Duret Medirios from Buttonwood Park Zoo. <laughs> All right, so we are currently heading into the Red Panda Night House, which would be more exciting if it wasn't day. But um, so why don't we start off by you telling me who you are and where we are? Sure. Uh, I am, my name is Stephanie Durant-Menders, and I am one of the keepers here at the Boatman Park Zoo. And we are in the Red Panda Nighthouse, as um, John has said. So we are, this is a newer exhibit. We've built it about five years ago, four or five years ago. And we had a lot of help from a lot of our community engagement people, um, our society side does a lot with them, and they were able to get a lot of this built. And it is one of our more modern holdings. Uh, we are an older zoo, so we do have some older holdings. So this one is in pretty good shape. We have a chute system with a squeeze uh, that goes outside, has outside access and inside access to both bedrooms. Uh, we have these fantastic little skylights, which I absolutely love. It's fantastic. Nice. Um, on all weather days when these guys do have access because we give our pandas access if it gets above 80 degrees. So they are spoiled in that regard. They also, if they don't like the humidity, if they're showing any signs of heat distress or anything like that, they'll get access. And then in wintertime, we also give them access if it gets too cold or it's raining because they get really pathetic. <laughs> um, 
I mean, they really do. They, they get really pathetic. Um, and we do have a couple other fun things in here. We have a camera system that we can monitor our nest box and the bedrooms. We are working on getting in a couple outdoor cameras set up as well. Uh, so that way we can have overnight monitoring if we do have cubs and when we do have cubs, which was fantastic when we had our, our baby Kodo. Um, <laughs> and we will talk about Kodo. I know you need to. Yeah. It's not even want. It's need. No, yeah, it's need. It's yes. yeah. um, we also have, trying to think of other fun features in here. Well, I'm seeing something. Know, cool. I'm seeing a thing that says red panda enrichment and there are paint brushes. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So... We do a lot of variety of different enrichment with our red pandas. We do all the all the basics, your sensory, your physical, your toys, all that stuff. But we also do a lot of training with them. And besides their medical behaviors, these guys are voluntarily injection, voluntary injection trained. They're trained for to live for a stethoscope. They're trained for ultrasound, um, full body touching by the vets. Um, we're just working on blood draws now to help blood nice, draws. Nice, nice. Very is good. Really exciting. Yeah. Um, Jacob's doing really well with it. Marie's finally getting better uh, <laughs> painting is definitely one of our favorites um it's a mess so we do it both paw prints because paw prints are a standard one and these guys are completely desensitized to paint they don't care they will paint whatever i ask them to paint um with their paws especially jacob he's like whatever you get a grape i'll do it for you i love him um, <laughs> marie is a little bit more delicate okay and she will actually hold a brush. Oh, my gosh. So she'll hold a brush. Um, okay, does she use the pseudo-thumb, or does she, like, how does that work? She uses the pseudo-thumb. That's awesome. Yep, so she'll use the pseudo-thumb. We have a, The paintbrush is modified so we can shove a piece of apple in it <laughs> uh, to assist for days where she is not totally sure, into it. Sure, sure. That's cool. Uh, I can actually, I think I even have paint in here. Oh, my goodness. We can play with that if they come over. Oh, my goodness. practice. It's always good to practice. Yep. Learning behaviors are something that need to be reinforced regularly. I mean, it's my lovely assistant. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> Technically, That's I don't awesome. need to use real paint, but it's just more fun to use real paint. Yeah, sure. Um, and messy. That that's, that makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Marie is fantastic at that. Jacob is learning. He's a little more expressive in his painting style. <laughs> And he likes to throw the brush. Okay. So he'll, he'll grab it and then he'll chuck it. So we'll see how they do today. You want to pause for a second? Do you want me to get a real canvas? I can have someone bring up to my office. Do you want a panda I mean, yes, I want a panda painting. Yes, that would be amazing. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> do I want a panda painting? <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're, they're a lot of fun, these two. So we do do the painting. Uh, where we also have air conditioning in here. We keep the temperature about 65. It's a dehumidifier, all basic stuff. Now, is that for them, or is that so that when it's a hot day, y'all can come in and take, you know, a little panda break? I mean, break. I'm not going to say I haven't taken advantage of it, especially this summer. The summer was terrible. The humidity was ridiculous. So, you know, like, Jacob needs a snack. Marie needs a little extra attention. I'm not going to start one. Absolutely. Argue with that at all. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no. Anytime we can get into a climate controlled building, especially when 
Like, I don't want to hang out in the rainforest building. <laughs> today it would be lovely. Yeah. But. Today is a lovely day, by the way. I'm a fall guy. So, like, I got out of the car here and I was like, pandas and fall. Yes. Plus, I like to think of them as pumpkin spice raccoons. So, um, that's, that's my favorite term for red pandas. So, you know. We actually tried last year, we did, I don't know if everyone on Facebook, um, one of our Facebook coordinator, social media coordinator, whatever her title is, um, <laughs> terrible at that. <laughs> Titles are terrible. Oh, titles are Sorry. hard. Um, she wanted to try to get gauge reactions of all the animals with pumpkin spice. So I grabbed the container of pumpkin spice, opened the top, and Jacob's face was <laughs> horrified. And Marie <laughs> ran away from it. They were both like, nope, pumpkin spice is not my thing. Okay, so what we have and just... Like, this is basic. I was just going to say, what we just established <laughs> is that red pandas are not basic. Yes, no. this is a scientific inquiry, and we now know... That red pandas are not basic. I like it. No, they, they totally have much more complex flavor tones and profiles. Fair. Um, they are the only, I think, um, mammal that, uh, or non-primate mammal that we know of that can taste um, fake sugar, like stevia and, yeah. and splenda and that kind of stuff. There, there's been studies that not with all species yeah. yet, but they're the only ones that are not primates that can taste that stuff. Really? Which I think is cool because I always put stevia in my iced coffee. So, you know, just no, another so way I'm bonded. Basically pandas, yeah, you're basically, us. yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Real sugar all the way. Fair, <laughs> no, fair. the game sugar, raw sugar, brown <laughs> sugar. I don't care. It's going to be real sugar. As long as it's sugar. So let me ask you, while we're here, I'm noticing three, well, four different target poles. Three different mm-hmm. colors of one size and then a big pill-shaped size one. Yep. Um... Are, do they have different purposes, or is it just for enrichment, or... So, they do, the big pill-shaped one, so we call that a buoy. Okay. Um, that one, uh, we were specifically using for ultrasound training. Okay. Because it was larger and more awkward of a shape to try to get Marie used to being ultrasound trained. We didn't actually... It, we only needed to use it for, like, 30 seconds. And then she was like, okay, put the gel on me. I don't nice, care. nice. Um, she was... Absolutely fantastic. Like, she is amazing when it comes to our ultrasound training. Uh, the other three are just, when we had three pandas, we wanted to make sure that we had enough target pulls for everybody. Sure. Because it is one of the basic behaviors that we do try to teach everybody. Right, right. Uh, Jacob especially likes, that was one of the ways that we were like, we could totally get them to hold a paintbrush, was he was grabbing the target pull and just hanging onto it and not letting go. <laughs> so we're like, we can totally reinforce this behavior and we're going to capture it. And then he's like, no, no. Now you're making me work for this. Oh, oh <laughs> so that's he's funny. Like, Target pole, I'll hold. Paintbrush, mm, I gotta work a little harder. But no, the colors don't indicate anything. They don't care either way, anyway. Um, they're just the colors that I like. Yeah, that's cool. Purple's my favorite color. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you got the, the purple one. The orange one was the first one that I ever used. So nice. <laughs> they migrated into here a lot of years ago. So. So, so while we're waiting and while we were talking about ultrasound, there are two pandas here now, but there were three. One is now in Birmingham. So, so tell me about your first panda cub here. So our first panda cub was amazing. Um, they heard me squeaking from all the way across the zoo when I discovered her. So we knew that Marie was pregnant and we knew that she was having a singleton because we had been doing ultrasound training on her. We... We're not entirely prepared for how soon she gave birth because the ultrasound was not, it was our first time ultrasounding red pandas. 
And it wasn't as conclusive as we would have liked. It is also wildly hard with red pandas. There's a lot of thick fur. And yes, and also the the, the baby's really tiny. They're really tiny. Yeah. So it was, we were not entirely sure when she was giving birth. We were expecting another two weeks. Uh, but we were on baby wash. We were prepared just in case. Of course. And Marie had had access to holding any exhibit because we like to give them free access as much as we possibly can. And I came in. I went. I checked on the cameras and she actually gave birth at like seven something. And I came in at eight. Oh, to check. So no. I literally just missed the birth and everything. So I walked in the door and there's Marie sitting on top of her nest box looking like, what, what just happened? <laughs> she was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and all I hear is squeaking. And it's just like, squeak, squeak, It was so cute. It was adorable. So I called my other red panda keeper, one of the other red panda keepers, Mike, over um, because he's taller than I am. And I want to be as <laughs> least invasive. And Marie is his girlfriend. Okay, um, fair, fair. So his wife knows this. <laughs> um, to take a peek up there and he was like you're right there's there's a munchkin there there's there's a baby we called her a sweet potato um fair, fair, when fair. she was born she was about the size of a sweet potato nice. a little one um and then i made the great i went outside i was polite and did not scream in marie's face mm-hmm. um <laughs> made the radio call to our managers and vet staff and it was love at first sight. I bet it was. <laughs> she That's was, amazing. She was amazing. And getting to hold a baby panda for the first time is definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love all pandas, but baby pandas are special. And the ones I've gotten to interact with are just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They're absolutely ridiculous. So, and you got an extra year because a lot of times they move yeah. on pretty quickly, but because of COVID and everything. So, so you had Koto for two years, we right? We had Koto for two years. Yeah. And that was... A heartbreaking move when she finally left. That oh, was rough. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but, but always for the good of the but species and important is. and all of that. And I know you know that, but I want y'all listening. You know, it's incredibly important. And the keepers at Birmingham are great. They keep in touch. They're absolutely fantastic. I follow them on Facebook and all of those places. And amazing. Um, so it's really good to have the interzoo connections as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like you bond over your pandas. Oh yeah. I as I travel around and go and see pandas in new places, I send pictures to their keepers, and and it makes them feel good. And it does. Yeah, it's really cool. I love being able to do that. Because we absolutely love that. Like, yeah. We want to know what's going on with our babies. Absolutely. And where they end up going. Uh, Koda was hilarious from the get-go. Um, <laughs> she was just an adorable little roly-poly. And when she finally started moving around, we started giving her some enrichment. Her first enrichment item was a cardboard tube. Okay. With nothing in it. And nice. she destroyed it. And it was hilarious. <laughs> like, she just, she would chew on it and she'd throw the pieces. And it was so cute. Um and Marie was a fantastic mom. Nice. She was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was really fun. So we ended up putting some training perching in for Kodo to start learning how to climb while she was in here and stuff. And Marie would be like, all right, I'm taking you to the highest perch. Boop. Can you hold on? <laughs> and Kodo was like, ah, I got it. Nice. <laughs> but Marie, Marie was very... Um, firm with her and made sure that she was able to get everywhere uh, before we were able to. And once she could climb everywhere, Marie could knock her off a branch and she would hold on really well. We were able to let her outside. Uh, We did not let her out with our male Jacob 
initially, just because we weren't quite sure how he would react because he's a jealous man. Okay, fair, fair. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. So we got out onto exhibit, and she had so much fun. She was just going everywhere. Uh, when we introduced her to Jacob, Jacob did not know what to make with her because she loved him. Oh, she followed him everywhere. She mimicked every behavior he did. <laughs> he would climb the mesh. He'd be on the ceiling, and she'd be like, "I do that too. I try. I try." She would try so hard to be everywhere with him, and it was absolutely adorable and hilarious. Um, until the one day she got stuck. We have a. You'll, there, you'll see it when we get out there. There was a post where we had a camera for a little while from uh, one of the local news channels had a live feed. Right, right. And she was like, I'm going to go on that. And the adults had never been on it. They are like, <laughs> we don't care what this thing is. And she's like, I'm going to go up there. And she could not get down. Oh, no. <laughs> she was. We were like, we'll see what happens. We're going to see if mom can go and get her. And she was screaming. You could hear her from across the zoo. And she was upset. And Marie was yelling, chattering back at her. And she's like, come on. Just come this way. And finally, Jacob went up to her, climbed the mesh, and was like, dude, this is what you do. Up the mesh, down the mesh. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. She, like, learned from Jacob. I was waiting for the rescue yeah. story, but that's such a cool story. Nope, nope. She learned that's from Jacob. Awesome. So she learned a lot of the behaviors she learned were – she is a fantastic mix of both of her parents. Right. Like, she has a very sweet personality. She's way more rambunctious than either of them. Um, she's as intelligent as Marie and just as charismatic as Jacob is. So that's awesome. It was really fun working with her for those two years. Very cool. So, so, they took me in, in one time to, we were doing um, a photo shoot for our upcoming um, Halloween event at the zoo. And um, we were doing some paintings or something like that. And Steph said, come in. And I'm standing in there. And both, both Steph and the other zookeeper said, just, I want to warn you, Koto is a jumper. And I was like, oh, fantastic. So like, so if she's behind you, you may just want to turn because she's likely to jump on you. Yeah, yeah I have had a few cubs on these shoulders mm-hmm. just because of that. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah, not on purpose, but there they no, are. No, they're just, yeah. just a thing. Yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Very careful that she doesn't jump yeah. on me. <laughs> when we first got Jacob, he was a climber. He would love to try to climb mm-hmm. legs and stuff. So we broke that behavior pretty quickly. That's because they do have sharp little legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my only scar is from a red panda. Yeah, Yeah, I was feeding three and one was jealous and Mm. took my hand and clawed it back. And it wasn't even like malicious. It was just like my food now. And I was not going to, you know, fight a panda. So I got pulled and and cut open a little bit. It's fine. Whatever. I don't care. These things happen. But yeah, that's how they work. I love that. I've met all these like, you know, alpha predators and such. Mm -hmm. And the the scar that I have is from a red panda. Mm -hmm. Now I have one other question before we go out there. And by the way, everyone listening, you should all be very proud of me because I'm being patient and talking rather than just running, squealing to the pandas. (laughs) So you're welcome. Um, I am a professional drummer. That's what I do for a living. And I walk into this room and I see a floor tom, which is a type of drum with a drumstick on it. And I need to know why my favorite thing other than red pandas is in my favorite thing's habitat, because that's very confusing to me. <laughs> it is very confusing. Uh, well, we were using it for a table. No, that's not, that's not for real I mean, no, 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 but, but, but to, me, use it for to be fair, half the time that you walk in, if you see me in a rehearsal hall, I've got like an iced coffee sitting on one of my drums or something. Like they make good tables. Yeah. They do. It's really convenient. Um, so when we're not using it, we do use it for the table, but our elephant keepers use this for our elephants. So That's they, so cool. Yeah, they do. Um, the elephants will drum on it, and then 
the keepers will drop 100 as well. So. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. They both love it. That's really neat. That's for episode two. Yeah, no, for that's... episode two, we will have you drum with the officers. Yes, that sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing, yeah. Because it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good experience. Yeah. You really enjoy it. Um, but if they keep... We have a couple things that they drum on. Besides actual drums, they'll drum on barrels and tubes and stuff like that. So will I. Whatever. <laughs> Drummers, it's what we do. But like, yeah, I'm just... I'm sitting here staring at a drum and a stick in a red panda habitat. And I'm like, have I just... like that? That's everything. You that's die. that's my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is literally what heaven will be. Look what works, literal heaven. <laughs> like that it. will be our new tagline. That will also be the title of the episode, probably. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> mm. Love it. But yeah, so cool. if you want to grab a glove, because obviously you're going to have to get the feet of Panda. Yes. While you're out there. That is important. The unfortunate thing is having some cans. Yes. Sarah, you're going to be my assistant in our painting attempt. I love it. I am so excited about all of this. I am going to keep audio running and recording here. Um, And just like I said, I'll edit out, you know, silences or whatever. Um, But do you have like a phone where maybe we could get some video of the painting? Oh, that's right. You said that. Do you have your phone phone. or? Because it would just be good to get some video as well. Because my case is so scratched up from you. Well, life. Yeah. Yeah. Pandas. Yeah. Pandas. Fair. Actually, my last one was cracked on the Fox. Nice, nice. Uh, mine, I grabbed while I took it out of the case to take a video of somebody who was having a leg injury, and it fell directly into mm. a cup of Chlorhex. It cracked my phone, and uh, it was waterlogged for like. Oh, that's unfortunate. A little bit. It's just not going to be Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I can get pictures too. I just can't okay. do video. So no if you can get some better. video and then no. So you need video. No, yeah, video is what I need. Yeah. I'm communicating real well today. <laughs> I don't usually wake up in the morning. I'm a musician. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, this was an early one for me. Yeah, but I drove three hours. I was up before seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that y'all wake up at those hours. I respect that. Actually, the hardest thing about doing this podcast as a musician is I'll play a show the night before, get in real late, and then have like an eight o'clock you know, meeting or something or nine. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> anything for the pod. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. unique. We'll call it unique. And, de- okay. and depending on the animal, usually we're like, actually, if you come in the morning, yeah. it's the best time. To yeah. Be yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you want private time and come in early and meet the pandas or just an interview? And I'm like, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you picked a good day because it is a nice it's cool day. Yeah. And, and we, we don't, don't have, have toe jam. jam. And we don't have toe jam. We usually have a, a kid's band playing right over on our lawn that we walked by, which would have been very disruptive to this process. I am wildly grateful that we don't have that kind of toe jam or really any other kind of toe jam. <laughs> so, yeah. toe jam <laughs> no, I, I like toe jam. The, 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 band. the band. The band. The band, the band is fun. I love being like, there. Hi, sir. Oh, my gosh. He's also my friend. Hello already. Hi. Hi. You've been standing. Have you been waiting? Oh, yeah. I would say patiently, but no, just waiting. Just waiting. Like, he's like, yep, less talking, more giving me apples. That is, that <laughs> is fair. Do you want me to take video of the painting, or do you want me to take videos of sort of everything? Oh, just the painting is fine, but, you know, okay, if you grab some feeding, I won't complain. <laughs> but the painting is the main thing I'm hey, curious about. Have you done this for the piano? No, I have not done painting. Oh, I'm very excited. Oh. I'm wildly excited. Hi, Jacob. So this is Jacob. This is my husband. Hi. My real husband does know that. Um, we're actually okay. making jokes that our first child is going to be a redhead because <laughs> so we know, we know what happens when that's that's fair so jacob here is a five-year-old red panda and he has a very 
Did you eat that too fast? You totally <laughs> ate that too fast. You can wait. You don't have to chug it. Um, he has a very interesting personality. He's very friendly. He's very outgoing. He's in your face sometimes, a little rude. Um, not Jesus. He definitely has a very um, boisterous personality. Fair. <laughs> Me too, Jacob. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. And he is probably one of the most food-motivated animals I've ever worked with. Uh, what? A panda that likes food? Yeah, right. But he's also one of the most picky food-motivated animals. I've That's ever interesting. With. Uh, he does not like any apple except red delicious. Okay. All right. Are you a diva? A little bit. Do we like do we like green grapes and red or only the red? Occasionally he'll eat the green grapes. See, I yeah, this I have heard before. Yeah. Like, it's one or the other. Yeah, he likes his red grapes. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, he'll also eat sweet potato, blueberry, and other things without any hesitation. And well that's like, good. whatever. Um and he loves his biscuits. That's good. Which a lot of pandas don't. No, I know. Yeah. Um how does he do with bamboo? I keep hearing about pandas that don't actually like bamboo that much, which seems really weird to me, but they're healthy, so I don't know. Yeah, so we, it's really funny because we get our bamboo from a couple different sources. Uh, it grows natively here in New England. Not natively, but you can plant it. No, and right, right, right. I know what you mean. Here in oh. New England. Hi, beautiful. Thank you, Dad. Marie, come on down. Marie, are you, are you pooping? So, You're pooping. No, she's balancing. That's not the poop log. Yeah. <laughs> They do poop in the log. Yeah, I, I do love literature. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, these guys are very well literate. I did think she did. There we go. How beautiful. And she is gorgeous. She really is. So Marie is our four-year-old red panda. Um, Jacob's girlfriend. Real, real girlfriend. Yes. And, and with a breeding wreck again. With a breeding wreck again. So we are very excited. I'm very hopeful of all that will come with that. <laughs> I mean, you guys can come both over here and share Y'all are real cute together. They are adorable. And they will... So I know generally in the wild, red pandas are considered solitary. They don't always like the company of others. Even when we had Kodo, these guys were very much a family unit, which was very interesting. That's really cool. Um, They would hang out together. They would snuggle together. They would groom each other. That's really fascinating. They would play together. Jacob and Kodo would especially... They would be absolutely adorable playing. With a lot of different things. So I have a question for you about that. Yeah. Since um, you had to separate the two for a while, uh, Marie and Jacob, yeah. as um, Kodo was, you know, learning to panda. And, um, did did you notice any behaviors? Did they seem to miss each other or did anything change? Or were they still good solitary? They just also do really well together. So Marie had access to Jacob for a little while. We would give her a couple hours out. Oh, that's adorable. When Kodo was sleeping or whatever, being a baby. Um, So she was able to still have a relationship with Jacob. Right. Great. Uh, We did have to separate Jacob um, and Kodo for the last breeding season, just because um, we didn't want, we didn't want any uh, accidental daddy. Yeah, yeah. We're not supposed to breed them when we're not supposed to breed them. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're like, do we? Do Oh, no, we left the gate open. Shucks. <laughs> yeah, no. Responsible breeding is important, even if it's fun to joke around about the other. <laughs> of course. No. But yeah. So we were very careful with that. But that's really cool that they still had like access and like kept their relationship up, though. I really like that a lot. Yeah, we really tried because we didn't want anything. These two are so good together. We yeah. really didn't want any negative things happening right. while you can come down here marie just push him out of the way marie 
Come here. Come here, Marie. She's like, no. Come here. You'll come down for apples. I know you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just meeting you, but I already together. know you. Hey, guys. Oh, yep. There, there's the thing. Yep. And the sounds. All the sounds of the chewins. All right, so... I'm gonna have before we run out of all yes, of our yes, food. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I'm in. I'm no, in. Oh, that's okay. Full on. Since you've I never seen you're gonna this need before. this as like a can. I didn't know if you were I don't gonna know need if this. I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna put it down. You two are flipping adorable together. They are amazing. So they have such a good relationship, and they have such a good relationship with their keepers too. Like yes, any yeah. keeper, as you can tell, because they're obviously so upset that they're three of us. Yeah, right yeah. Now. They're really struggling. Um, <laughs> yes, Marie knows what's about to happen. She's really excited. She's like, oh, I'm gonna paint. <laughs> Jacob, please don't do that. You're being very rude right now. Yeah, Jacob. Okay. All right. So you gotta, you gotta actually hold the canvas under her. Under her? Okay, under her. Excuse me, sir. Can you get out of there? That is my chest. You are grabbing. Like, go. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'll put some video up of this, but um, as I mentioned, uh, Marie is holding a paintbrush with an apple in the end of it, which helps her to move it along the length of the canvas, and thus, by using her pseudo-thumb uh, on the back of it and her five paws on the front and moving along to eat the apple, Marie manages to actually paint using a paintbrush. It is incredible. Sometimes we have to help them a little. Of course. We do the paintings. Obviously, keepers obviously love having animal paintings. I actually don't have a painting for oh, wow. either of these guys. Wow, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. But we <laughs> um, use it for auctions, right? Mm -hmm. And we do an auction almost every year called Art Gone Wild, and Marie is definitely, definitely a favorite artiste. That's adorable and amazing. <laughs> Because sometimes she needs a little help. Of course. We've got some very artistic zookeepers who are a little better at this than I am. Um, but we're getting some brush strokes. No, yeah, so this is awesome. And I have some really cute pictures of her holding a brush. So, yeah. you know. I mean, good. it's the pictures yes. that sell the picture. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love my animal art, though. I have a bunch from, from different animals that I've gotten to know and love, and it makes me really happy. Like, yeah. Don't be rude. You are very grabby today, I don't have today, anything sir. in my hands for you, sweetheart. I know. I don't have, yes, no, that's just paint my fingers. So Marie definitely is more man, has better manners than my sir over here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of that's just because she's, she's just more relaxed. Hand juice. Yeah. That's maybe you want to do a video. Yeah, thank you. All right. I tried no, to no, do no, that's my No worries. No worries. All right. Did you see him? <laughs> Jacob. Do we he want to try to have him out. participate in this? Or yeah, we, we can totally see if, if, okay, Jacob. if Jacob wants to. Jacob here, will you hold us? Oh, oh, oh my gosh, you are so cute. You are so cute, bud. Good job. A lot of times they will move the brush on their own. You just have to be yeah. patient enough. Mm -hmm. um, that usually takes three or four sessions. Right. <laughs> and it can be quite a time-consuming process. All right. Okay, we'll do you, Marie. We'll get you some more. Well, we're out well, of okay. good, uh, the good pieces. But if you want to give them the rest of their dinner. Sure, breakfast, absolutely. Whatever this is. Lunch? Is it lunchtime, sir? She's like, no, I won't take that brush. I'll try it. I'll take that Here out of is the way. this. Trying to trade you all of our accoutrements. No, sir, you are done. Sir. Yes, I have, I have a very interesting habit of calling all my animals sir and ma'am. <laughs> I have actually, uh, that is not uncommon. And I don't hate it. It's very cute. 
I think it's just important to respect them. It is. Yeah. And these guys are very respectable. I, I respect you. You're ridiculous. I mean, Hi, beautiful. Hi, beautiful. Don't worry, bud. They're coming. They're coming. There you go. You got it. You got it. Oh, boy. Right. So Marie is very sweet, obviously. And because you have been patient, I'll give you the last piece. And do not grab. Yes, I'm watching you. Don't be rude. There you go. That's it. All done, guys. All done. See? I don't have anything, Jacob. I know. I'm wearing the glove. It's confusing <laughs> to you, and I don't know that. I'm going to grab I'm you your bamboo. actually here. Oh, so back to your bamboo question. Sorry. So because bamboo does grow... <laughs> I mean, we are distracted. I, when you just bit. said back to your uh, bamboo question, I was like, what is she talking about? Oh, yeah, we were talking about bamboo. <laughs> Wait, we're doing an interview? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I'm going to grab the bamboo and put it out for them, and we can hang out here with them if you want. I do. Um, <laughs> so our bamboo comes from our neighbor's property. So there are quite a few. There's actually somebody in... Wareham, which is a town a couple miles away that is, I want to say she's like head of like the bamboo society or something. <laughs> okay. So she has acres and acres of a variety of different bamboo. That's amazing. Um, that she'll donate to us. She'll cut it and call us and we'll go and pick it up. Uh, the other thing that we can do, because it does grow so invasively, yes. a lot of people get really upset that it's taking over their entire yards. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, hey, you got things that eat it. Do you want it? And... So long as they don't have used pesticides or fertilizers or right. anything like that, we can take it. And this is actually fresh cut from my neighbor's yard this morning. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so that's so cool. We are really lucky in that we do have it. But they are very particular. Um, there are certain species that they will eat, and there's some that they won't. Have you found and any rhyme or reason to why that is? Or is it just they like, you know, they, one and not the other? They definitely won't eat it if it's wilted. Okay, well, yeah. Neither would I. Come I know, on. Right? Um, so if it's even slightly wilted, they'll be like, nope, this is not real food. Um, so they are very particular in that, which is really annoying sometimes. <laughs> Fair. Because it, it goes bad pretty quick. So no, we, yeah. have to, we have to keep it in the fridge. Yeah. In a barrel of water. Uh, the other thing that we notice is it depends on the time of year. And it depends on, like, these guys really like the young, fresh leaves okay. of the new growing stuff. And they do love their shoots. So because we do have so many properties... Uh, that we can go choose from. A lot of times we can get fresh bamboo shoots during nice. the beginning of the breeding season. Oh, that's exciting. Um, growing season, okay. not breeding season. Right, right. And they love it. So they definitely, they will nom on those for hours and they will not eat the real bamboo, the leaves. That, that's fair. Because they're fair. like, this is Fresh shoots are, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, It's concentrated deliciousness. <laughs> so they love it, but we do grow it here on site as well as a supplement, just in case we need to give them more. Of course, um, yeah, it makes sense. Or we can't get out to one of our sites or whatever. Uh, and we have, I don't know, five different varieties. Mm -hmm. And we've tried almost all of them. They don't like the really big leafed ones. Like, sometimes they'll eat it, and sometimes they just make faces at you. Okay, that's fair. These guys are really expressive. I'm sure you've noticed that with all red pandas, but they they tell you when they are not approving oh, yeah. of what you want. Like they're they're very simple creatures who have no filter. I, I have never, yeah, I've never been in with the red panda and felt that I didn't know what the red panda was feeling. And I know yeah. we all have the tendency to anthropomorphize a little bit, but from Definitely. learning so much with so many of them, I think I'm pretty locked into what's going on because like you said, they are just 
Yeah, you know exactly what they're thinking. No. <laughs> because they let you know. They do, they do. They, they have no shame in telling you that you're not feeding them fast enough or you're not feeding them the right thing. Oh, or yeah. You're too close. You move too fast. I brought a bucket of mulch in here once and Jacob got so mad at me. <laughs> and he attacked the bucket and I was laughing because <laughs> I'm like, it's a bucket. And then he was so upset that it was just dirt. Like, he was like, this is boring and walked away all like huffy, like... <gasps> I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I knew it was that. I knew you were going to disappoint me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, these guys have a ridiculous amount of personality. And it definitely makes them one of the favorites for anybody who gets to work with them. And there are a couple of us. I'm not the only one. Although I do monopolize them. I won't yeah. lie. That's fair. Totally do. That's and fair. I pretend that I work with them. Although I have absolutely no affiliation with working with any of the animals. <laughs> as much as I like to pretend that I'm a red panda keeper. Steph is a really good sport and lets me in here. And We get to sneak you in. I sneak in. I, you know, we do a lot of, obviously they're very popular for donor yes. tours. So we get a lot of donor requests to come in and be the red pandas. So Steph and I do this a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um you, know, they you also have a better phone than I do. For, I have a better photos. phone for photos. That's true. Um, I mean, and that stuff matters. Getting yeah. good pics out there. Getting yeah. this. Mm-hmm. This stuff all matters. Yeah, um, and social media does. content that Steph and I have done with these guys. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty fun, and I'm I'm pretty enamored of them myself. So I share everybody's passion while I yeah. do not ever take care of them. Let's <laughs> not pretend that I'm doing any of the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reaping the benefits of how cute they are. Yes, all the benefits, none of the poop scooping. Exactly. It's, a, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, As a guys... podcaster, this is exactly what I do. <laughs> I go around the country, I meet cool animals, mm-hmm. I get to feed a lot of them, and then I leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally cheating. Totally cheating. It is. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. But really, I have to say, scoop and poop really isn't that bad. Fair. Like As part of the job... I mean, I would totally rather scoop poop than some of the other things that happen. Yeah. And I would totally rather work with pandas than primates. Fair. I can understand that. Yeah, it's definitely. It's time now, don't you know? We've come to the end of the show. But there's one tale left to go. You're gonna laugh and say, oh no. It's time for the Rossifari poop story. I got some gross ones, but the worst one by far, and it was terrible because my brother even saw it happen, which was, I haven't lived that down yet. Um, I was walking in one of our possums around on my shoulders. She got a little nervous, explosive diarrhea. It went through every layer of clothing I had, all oh. the way down to my shoes. Oh. All the way down, everything. And oh. I held it together. I held it together and uh, I walked and I grabbed the first raincoat I could find and stripped down and went home. <laughs> and then I came back. Nice. Nice. Very, very impressive. Possum uh, poop. Was, Oof. Yeah. yeah. Possum, possum, possum diarrhea. diarrhea. Yeah. Well, right. Angry right. diarrhea. The important. Yes. Like, need to sick. clarify. Oh, what a good girl, mama. Oh, you're going to give me the best pictures. This always happens. I came expecting, and I don't know why I was expecting this, but I was I came here expecting to bond with Jacob because I think I've seen a little bit more of Jacob yes. and stuff. Jacob definitely and gets more of the social media. Yeah. He's, our, he's our star. Between him and Kodo, I mean, yeah, right. he's, Jacob a, is extremely photogenic. Yes. Kodo, he is. Kodo is as well. Yes. But Marie steals your heart. But Marie's just hanging out with us. Like, like Jacob's off doing his thing. Marie's been hanging out this whole time. She yeah. is being adorable. She's giving me all the good pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, Marie totally came in and stole my heart. I was I was excited to meet both, of course. Yeah. 
But I, I had my preconceptions, and no, I was wrong. Marie is Marie is my my star here. She is definitely Jacob. You're great. Don't don't get me wrong. You're great. You're great. <laughs> no, no. See, he doesn't he even knows. care. He I'm saying care. this, and he's like, yeah, I don't. I'm like, more bamboo. It's cool. I'm not even looking at you, dude. He like, knows how perfect he is. Yeah. He does. That's fair. And That's Marie fair. is just she's just a sweetheart. Like that is the best way to describe her. She is a sweetheart. Yes. Um, and totally anthropomorphizing there. Um, my behavior students would be very upset with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she is. Absolutely fantastic and really does just chill. She's she relaxes and she doesn't care. Um, Jacob's just a little more photogenic because he's more food motivated, so he gets more of the stardom, and it's right not fair to her, honestly. Because <laughs> if people knew her a little bit better, they would love her as much as we do. Well, all of my listeners are going to hear all this, and we'll we'll now be appreciating her more. That's so. fantastic. They can look her up on Finder. Oh yeah. <laughs> She deserves oh, yeah. a Marie Appreciation Podcast because, and I give her a bad rap too because when I when I bring in donors to meet them, I usually say, you know, when when Koto was here, I would say Jake and Koto will almost always participate. They're very food motivated. You will definitely get to meet them. Marie might join us, right? Yes. So I think anytime that Marie does come and participate, right. it's it's always a nice surprise for people because I usually am pre warning them that maybe she won't. So maybe right. I'm the it's one true. giving her the bad rap. No, I mean it's because she doesn't always join. She I was has, gonna say it makes it that more. much more special when they do, though. I love hearing yeah. those stories. Like the fact that she's been hanging with us this whole time, and now that I know that she's not always into that, I'm like, yeah, Marie likes me again. Totally anthropomorphizing, <laughs> right. but I don't care in this case because I've had experiences where I I, I know like pandas who literally don't like men. And okay, stuff yeah. like that. Who will interact yeah, with that me. That happens with a lot of different species. Yeah, yeah. And so because of that, I'm like, okay, there is this, like, special thing. And that makes it extra cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So no, she's your good. soulmate because yeah. you guys are your fall people. Yeah, fall very much so. And she fall. doesn't, you know, usually in those hot weather, usually when I anticipate she's not going to be part of a situation. Yeah. yeah. But today is the right, this is the right temperature this is for the, her. This is the perfect sweater weather. She's happy. Yeah. 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 Very cool. She's also lost a little bit of her... Uh, Winter weight from last year, finally. Nice. Um, she, she got a little. I need to start doing that. Round. Yeah, I need to start doing that. <laughs> Listen, Maybe we really are soulmates. Bad babies understand that sometimes <laughs> it's a little challenging. You know, the first year as a mom is rough. So sometimes <laughs> a little extra time to drop that pregnancy weight. It's okay, Marie. I got you. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to say about these goobs before we wrap this up? I love them. <laughs> Perfect. End it there. Perfect. Oh, my, they're just amazing. They're the best species. Like. I didn't think that I was going to fall in love with them. And I was like, when we first got red pandas, I was like, oh, we're getting red pandas. They're so stereotypical. Everybody <laughs> has them up news. Like, everybody loves red pandas. And then I was like, no, I need to work with them. Yeah. And then that's why. And then you're like, oh, this is why everyone loves them. Because they're amazing. Amazing. Yeah. They definitely changed a lot of my career focus. <laughs> that's sure. really awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you both. This has been amazing. Sure. All right, y'all. So make sure that you are following along at Ross Safari on uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Ross Safari Pod on TikTok, because there are going to be photos and hopefully some video soon of, of some of this experience that will give you a little more of a visual idea of what this all looked like. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. I, I think I like Buttonwood Park Zoo. I think that is the moral of the story. 
Now, I have a few more episodes from Buttonwood Park Zoo that are going to be coming your way, but I'm, I'm probably going to mix it up a little bit and spread them out. I know some people have told me that you don't love it when I do three or four episodes from the same facility, even though they are wildly different episodes. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So we will be coming back to Buttonwood Park Zoo in the near future, uh, but we'll, we'll put in a little break first. Um, so make sure you're tuning in and listening and catching all of the Buttonwood and non-Buttonwood uh zoo excitement so yeah cool uh, i appreciate y'all being here it is it is awesome seeing the growth that this podcast has had and uh again we're coming up on thanksgiving and what can i say i'm just i'm very thankful that you are all here especially my patrons and especially especially laura shank my red panda level patron and remember friends the word credits backwards is Stiderk. The Rossafari Podcast is produced, hosted, and engineered by John Rossi. Editing and fact-checking by John and Dr. Zoe Vesley Gross. Our theme song is Sevens by Nathan Burke, performed by Nathan and John. Interrupting John theme and additional voices by Taylor Isaac Gray. You can reach John directly on Instagram and Facebook at Rossafari or by email at rossafaripod at gmail.com. Rossafari is part of the Daydreamer Media Network. Now, stop listening to me and go visit a zoo.